Hello everyone and welcome to number nine talk. Um, just waiting for my guests to, sh to, to pop up. Um, what I'd like to say before they come on uh, is please, I'm, I'm all behind this um, phone a friend. Uh, pe people are down out there and needing support. So please give them a call and show, show some support. Because, <clears throat> you know, I've had people who, you know, on, on Twitter, let's just say Twitter, I've been in conversation with some people on Twitter and, and some people are really rude, really, um, really bad. And they just don't, they don't give a shit about you. Uh, so please just, just ignore them or just block them. Thanks very much. Uh, I'd like to say a big hello to uh, when he comes up at the stream. Hello, Fumbi. You all right? Hey, Dom. How you doing, man? Yeah, are you all right, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a yeah. quiet weekend. <sighs> quiet, yeah. <laughs> Bro, um, results wise. <laughs> results wise. <laughs> where's the headband? The headband is. Yeah, he's not, he's not performing where the headband should be. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, uh, just just to talk with you um, on our last result, two 0 against Southampton. Uh, pretty dejecting, pretty poor. Whatever words you want to throw in there, uh, I, I was really peed off, and I mean, I don't know whether you watched back my last one. I was really angry and 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 upset by it all. Uh, what would be your your take on it on the full performance? Oh man, um, I think it's just a a tale of our season so far. The lack of consistency is just too much. It's it's too um, evident. We play one game where we we do decent, and then there's no there's no follow through. You know, um, it's just too. Bruce has no idea. There's no identity. We've been with Bruce for a year now, and I can't yeah. tell you our style of playing. Under Rafa, we knew we we're going to be tight, but we had, um, you know, we nicked games. We we won games and we played well and we were solid and we went a laughing stock for a while. Now it's just a case of um, put the talented players on and hope they do the best that they, they can do. There's no there's no idea. There's no clear plan here. We don't pass the ball. It's just it was terrible. You know, Southampton weren't even at their full strength, and we gave we made them look. We made Walcott look like he was still playing for Arsenal. And it's just, it was terrible. It was embarrassing to watch. I've been watching Premier League teams today. These teams go out and have a goal. Like, they play football. They might lose, but they play their own, they play their style of how we're going to win this game. Bruce is not going to play the same formation now because he's lost. But now what does he do? You know, what's the no. plan B now? What are you going to do? Try another thing that doesn't work? You know, by now we should know, okay, cool. This is the team. And if, that, if one player's not working, okay, I can tinker it here. But Bruce is literally picking new 11s or new ideas every time we lose a game. And, and if we win a game, he doesn't change anything. So I just, I don't get it. No, I, I don't either. Uh, <coughs> welcome, Pete. Uh, Pete nice to see you. Uh, you okay? there on, on the last result. Uh, I've just had fun with there, just literally ripping, ripping everything apart. I'm, I'm going to stick him in the Steve Hasty category at the moment. <laughs> Just, just the full-on run. <laughs> well, you know what? Sorry, go on. Yeah, what would be your, what would be your take on it all? Uh, 
I, I did watch your last show, and it it was it was brutal, and and it, it was fully deserved uh, towards our lads who just showed no no drive at all. Um, your your take there, Pete? Yeah, no, I think I think Fumby's absolutely right to have a to have a run. I think we I think we all feel that way at the moment because look, um, you've got outside outside fans from other clubs, you've got pundits, you've got media that will tell us that we've got eleven points on the board and and that we're in a relatively comfortable position, and and that may well be the case. But the reason why we're ranting is because we're seeing the same shit basically all the time. We're seeing the same type of performances um, like week in, week out, where it's just very lacklustre, where there's no ideas, there's no system, there's no way of playing. Um, it's just very much um, a, a mixed match of players just put together and said, right, just go and, go and try and win us the game. And, you know, I've said it about Steve Bruce before. This is not, this is not the late 90s. This is not the early 2000s anymore. You cannot, you cannot just chuck a load of players together and expect them to yeah. perform. You know, he he's not a progressive manager. He's not a modern manager. Uh, a modern manager in the modern game, it, it's changed now from the early 2000s. Uh, and even the late like, 2000s, it, 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 it's a different game now. Tactically, systematically, you need to be on point. And if you're not on point, you get found out very, very quickly. Now, at the moment, we are just getting by because we've got individual brilliance from the likes of Callum Wilson and from the likes of uh, Anton Maximum and, and the likes of you know, Ryan Frazier, uh, uh, you know, and maybe one or two others that are kind of getting his points on the board. But over a course of a season, you know that that's not going to be the case. And at some point, we are going to go on a run where we're going to really, really struggle to pick up points. Uh, and this is the frustration yeah. with the fans. The fans get are getting frustrated because, look, we as Newcastle fans, we are the most sort of eagle-eyed fans in, in Europe. You know, I'm not even talking about England. In Europe, we're the most eagle-eyed fans. We see things coming. You know why? It's because we've had so much negativity around our club for so many years, right, that we can see negativity and shit way before it starts to hit the fan. And we can see it already. Okay? And that's why we're getting frustrated. So you've got Steve Bruce that can't manage or systematically put our team together um, that's going to produce a performance where we can see a way of playing. Um, and that's that's the biggest frustration with fans. And because we can see that, and like Fumby said, we you know we we because because of that, we're seeing performances like we are Friday night. Now who knows? You know, we don't know all of these good performances, like the West Ham, the Burnley and the Everton, the better performances this season were won games. Who could have honestly said as a Newcastle fan, right, that we we would have foreseen that before the game? Who would have, who honestly as a fan would have said, you know what, I, I think we're going to do well today. And it's actually happened. Nine times out of ten, we're, we're saying to ourselves, you know what, we're going to get beat today because we're looking at Bowen or we're looking at Sebastian Haller or we're looking at um, Chris Wood's going to do us over or we're looking at, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's going to get the better of us. And then all of a sudden we're surprised and going, oh, wow, we're actually won. We'll take that. Fantastic. But we should be looking at teams and thinking, you know what? ASM's going to rip him apart. Almiron's going to get in between the lines there. 
you know, Caleb Wilson used the pace in and behind, he's going to make the difference. We can't think like that because we've got Steve Bruce's manager and he just does not know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh, just, just to have uh, uh, another uh, play on Steve Bruce, you know, we, we've given him uh, a chance and we, we've all said Rome wasn't built in a day, was it really? But at the same time, he's had, uh, what, 18 months now yeah. in the job and we should be seeing improvements if his his noose as a manager which you know there is, there is a manager in there it's just it's is he ill-advised by people behind him or is is he having his hands tied by ashley and it, it just just becomes a, a circle where it, it it's hurting the club now uh funby i think um i think i don't think he's having his hand tied I think he's right where he wants to be with Ashley, in the most comfortable position ever. Because he knows Ashley's not going to be knocking on his door for these results. Like Pete said, they're going to look at the 11 points on the board. Yeah, they're doing, we're doing all right. That's Newcastle now. Yeah, we should be happy with 11 points and shit performances. What are you guys moaning about? You said Dom, Dom Rome wasn't built in a day. When Brendan Rodgers came to Leicester, he built that shit in a day. He had them playing ball immediately. You see what I'm saying? We can see his ideas. Bruce will yeah. do worse with Leicester. Um, Brendan Rodgers with our team, we'll be, we might not be top of the table, but we'll be like this. You know what? We've got a manager here. Like, if you give him a couple more players, I can see us going places. We can give Bruce anybody. I still can't see us going places. He can't. He doesn't. Um, Jamal Lewis is young. He needs coaching. He's not getting better. We're not seeing the performances that had people raving about him last season. We've not kept a clean sheet since the West Ham game. So the defence is not getting better. We're not scoring. Yes, Callum Wilson scored six and seven. But like Pete said, again, we're relying on individual brilliance. He's not, it's, these goals are not being orchestrated from Bruce's mind on how to open up a team. It's just a case of, hey, I've got these talented players. They should be able to score. I watched City and Liverpool today. And you can see two clear philosophies. They want to score goals. That's it. Yeah. And they had to, you know, their defence was solid. But their their first focus was get that ball forward. I don't even know what our philosophy is. Is it keep tight or is it is it is it wait on the counter? Nothing's working because the manager has no idea. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get back to that. Sorry, go on. Go on yeah, yeah, Karen Pete. No, no, Karen Pete. I was going to say, you, you say you about Rome wasn't built in a day. It was definitely built in 18 months. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about a day here. We're talking about 18 months of building uh, a team. And and look, you know, Brendan Rodgers hasn't had much longer with Leicester. Um, and look what he's producing with them. And, and look, we're not saying we should be top of the league. We're not saying we should be in Europe. But I tell you what, a Brendan Rodgers with, with our set of players, would be getting a hell of a lot better performances out of them right now. We would not be sitting here frustrated at the way we're playing. And that's a guarantee. Um, but like I said, Fumby's right. You know, we, you, you're looking at the likes of Lewis and you're looking at the likes of, um, uh, you know, Wilson in, in ASM. You're looking at all these guys and thinking, you know what, they must be thinking, like, what, where's the direction here? I, I've come here at young age, good ages, to really kick on. And and, and where's my coaching? Where where am I going to get better here? 
and 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 there must be a, a real sense of frustration at the moment. And the only one who's going to do that for them is the manager. But he's 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 got history of not really not building up players. I mean, you look at Rafa Benitez, yeah. and yeah, okay, the, the the style of formation and the way we set up to play isn't isn't that much um, different. But I tell you what, he'd have got better performances out of Shaw, Lascelles. He would have got better performances out of Fernandez, who he didn't have very long. He'd have definitely got better performances out of Wilson and, and ASM. He he's he, he would have had the tools right now to really kick us on. We could be looking under Rafa Benitez with our current squad at least top ten, pushing yeah. potentially the top eight because he's now got the tools to be able to do that. But the frustration was is that Mike Ashley didn't allow him to continue in that job. Um, and, and, and he's given it to a 10th choice manager. Because let's face it, remember, Steve Bruce wasn't even on the list of managers that he wanted. He went through the whole list, starting with Arteta, then Vieira, all the way down, and nobody wanted the job. Why? Because nobody wants to work under those restrictions that Mike Ashley puts in place. And he's literally shot himself in the foot. So we've been left with a mid-table championship manager who was fighting to get out of Sheffield Wednesday to take us on. Because they've never got given a Premier League job again. We've given him a new lease of life. But he's in that job and he's not going to coach anyone to get better. The best we've got is um, if Steve Agnew. And he's not the best coach in the world. In fact, he's probably not even a Premier League, uh, Premier League worthy coach. So we're, we're expecting a championship coach to be coaching and getting the best out of the players like ASM, Almiron, uh, Wilson, Lewis and all the rest of them. It ain't going to happen. So th- this is the predicament that we're in, and it's just a continual cycle that we're going round of performances. One win, one loss, one draw. You know, we might pull out a win somewhere, and then we'll draw one, and then we'll lose one, and it's continual, continual, continual. And we might get to forty points, we may not, but that's, that's our future for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, hello to Clinton. Just come on, you right, fella? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How you doing? You alright? Yeah. Uh, just talking about the, the the result of the of the weekend uh, on on the Friday. Uh, how how disappointed we were, and uh, talking about Steve Bruce, um, how clueless he actually does look, uh, and when he's on the touchline, he's not even paying any attention to the game half the time, is he? He's he's too busy talking to. Uh, the likes of Agnew and uh, the other fellow, I can't remember his name, but it's it's just poor, and I think we need change. Uh, Clinton, what, what would be your your take on the the weekend and uh, on Bruce? Nothing surprises me anymore. As much as I want to laugh and joke with these man about Bruce and the football, like nothing really surprises me. Like. We have one good game, and then after that, it's just like it up. Like you said, you mentioned him about being on the sidelines. I think sometimes he's just on the sidelines, he's literally just pinching himself. Like he can't believe he's in his dream job. Do you know what I mean? Like we all aspire in our walks of life to be in our dreams jobs. He's in his dream job, and he still can't believe it. Eighteen months in, so that's what he's probably doing. That's that's the probably reason why he can't actually get across his word or whatever. Um, so that's that's what he's doing half time. For me personally, we, we didn't show up. I'm lucky enough, I said this to the lads yesterday, I'm lucky enough that I didn't watch the first half and I think I saved myself about 45 minutes of, of pain and anger because 
that from what I've seen on match of the day, it was absolute trash as, as from B loves his <laughs> It was terrible. Yeah, Second yeah. half, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't much better. Um again, going back to what I said yesterday, if it was if it was in a boxing fight, we barely laid the glove on him. Um if we're supposed to be in there for a fight, we literally just waved the white flag. We just thought, you know what, we don't want to t- turn up today. And lo and behold, like they were just all over us. It was like a training game, attack versus defence. And guess which one we, we were, of course. So really and truly now, this is what we're going to be facing all season long. Um, anything anything outside of the relegation zone is going to be seen as a win. I mean, Bruce has already had uh, a dream season in Mike Ashley's eyes because we were through the, to the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. And I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, because... We usually have our stat man, Keith, who, who would drop these stats in, but I don't think we've been in the quarterfinals for a very long time, let alone... Who was there last uh, season, weren't we? No, that was FA not, Cup. Not, um, okay. It was under Rafa. It was under Rafa during our championship season. Under Rafa, there you go, under Rafa. So, do you know what I mean? In terms of Mike Ashley, he'll look at Bruce and be like, OK, so he's kept me up last season. You've got through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last season. We got beaten by Manchester City. All all money, so no chance of that. And then he's got mm-hmm. through quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup this season and we might even get through to the semi-finals so in Ashley's eyes he's like okay he's kept us in the league twice and then he's got he's got us on two decent cup runs so you know in his eyes it might be okay but in the fans eyes nah mate not having it yeah I, I was looking at uh, a stat uh, online uh, it was someone on about the fact that we've ha- we've only hit over 50 points with Ashley twice. And and if you see it for the, the, the 14 years before Ashley, we actually hit uh, over 50 points in 10 of those seasons. So, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, what Ashley is doing to this club. He is sapping every single penny. He is sapping every single hope out of the club. And, and, me, me as a fan yesterday, I, I, I was ready just to jack Newcastle in because totally honestly, I just don't want to watch that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my club, you know, being being that way. Uh, Fungi? Well, well can, I, can I jump in on that one just quickly? It sees yeah. how the expectation level has dropped so dramatically from before Ashley to now during Ashley. Like, I'm seeing this old fossil Mark Lawrence talk about our... Uh, we all want to get <laughs> Champions League in there. Leave it yeah, out, bro. Well, Leave it out. Even yeah. when he was here, he knows what, what what sort of standard we were looking at. But we don't want Champions League. I'm just saying, from a point of view of the, the likes of us who, let's say we're all in our 30s, for example, we would have seen, yeah. you know, the likes of Newcastle, again, finishing up with 50 points, playing in Europe. Why is that such a big stretch? It's not like we're hashtag United and thinking, oh, we can finish Champions yeah. League football. We were we were in the Champions League. We were even in Europa League under Pippin, Pardew and all the rest of it. And you know what I'm saying? So it's not out of this world to actually think, oh, we could actually be in Europe here. Like even last season, there was points and times where we were thinking, could we creep in there? And we had a shocking season last season. So Mark Lawrence and your old fossil would allow it, bro. Sorry. <laughs> can I can I jump in on that? If if wants to go first. No, go ahead, go ahead, man. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know Fumi wants a piece of this pie as well. So I don't know where we want to go first. But honestly, look, people like Martin Larson, uh, Martin Larson, whatever his name is, he's a dinosaur, right? An absolute <laughs> dinosaur. Okay, he, he, he like he, he has done this for no reason, and like for, for well, sorry, for one reason and one reason only is to keep himself relevant. Is because he's literally hanging on. Right to BBC, and I think it was Football Focus where he might have mentioned it or wherever it was, because he's literally hanging on because nobody, uh, nobody wants him anymore. Nobody wants him anymore. Nobody cares about him anymore. Nobody's interested in his analysis. Nobody's interested in his football career or who he used to play for. Right? Nobody cares. So people like him, and people like Danny Mills and Danny Murphy, and there's a few others out there. Michael Owen, for example that say these things to get reactions. There's no research involved. There's no speaking to the fans. There's no even watching a football game. All they do is just make these points just to try and get those fans riled up and angry because all that does, it gives them exposure. Because what the media do is then shout about how he's made this comment and how the Newcastle fans aren't happy. And you've seen it over this weekend. The, his video of that little clip from 20 seconds or whatever it is, it's been all over social media and all over the Newcastle fans' social media. And that is that is a success for him because that keeps him relevant. He'll probably be back on next week to talk about that and, and to emphasise that point. And that gets him another payday on, on TV. And that's all it is. It's because he's irrelevant. These guys don't even watch Newcastle play. These guys haven't got a clue. And Fumby's absolutely right. Those kind of fossil guys, I'm not interested in. I don't watch their programs. I don't watch anything that they're on because they have no idea about what Newcastle fans are and what they want and what we want. Right? We've 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 not been that way in terms of what is expecting Europe or Champions League or or to be challenging for the title since Bobby Roth, Robson walked out the door. We we, we our, our hopes of that left with him. Right? And our fans have been honest and open about that. Okay, what we want to do is have a team that's competitive, that actually wants to win, that actually wants to fight at the top end of the table. We just want to be competitive and not just fight for 17th and above. That's all you know it is with fans. And all you need to, all you need to do is come and ask us. <laughs> the, the people that I like is Jake Humphreys, um, in particular, um, uh, Henry Winter. Henry Winter is obviously he's not a pundit. But he writes a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, sort of um, uh, articles about Newcastle. But you know what? He speaks to fans. He talks to fan groups. He talks to people within the club, and he does his research. So when he does write something, it means something. He's not a fan. He's not attached to the club like your George Calkins and your Lee Riders and and your various others. Your Liam Kennedys, for example. He's not attached to the club in any way, but he does his research. So when he when he writes something, it means something, and the fans can connect, and the fans can understand where he's coming from. It's not all rosy. There are negatives in there, but the fans can understand that because they can tell that he's done his research on it. These guys don't, and that's why I have no time for them whatsoever. They're just a bunch of clowns, absolute clowns, um, and, and they're just a waste of time and effort. I was going to say, Fordy's looking like a young Michael Jackson with the throw on from Jackson 5. Just, <laughs> just trying to be bad out here. I see you, Give me one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you might not right. Like, hey, listen, 
We get a lot. I don't like the disrespect we get. Like, we want to be in Champions League. Like, who said that? Like, we're not saying that, but you can't watch your team being trash and then mo and not moan about it, especially when this thing is this if we were Fulham or a, or a Crystal Palace, even or one of them teams of a tiny stadium where it's a miracle they're staying up, I, I can only honestly understand that. We've got a 50 seater, 50,000 seater stadium. We have a big fan base. There is no reason why we can't be managed well. That's all I'm saying. It's not about being in the Champions League. But why is the club not Leicester's being run well? Why are we not being run well? That's it. So all those pundits are just mad haters. They don't know what they're talking about. They, they keep covering up. It's because Steve Bruce is, you know, he's an England man. He's an Englishman. He's one of their boys. They have coffee together. So they always want to they protect him. Because if we had a foreign manager, they'll be on his case. Because there's no way that you can watch this and tell us we should be happy with what we're watching. I'm not stupid. You know, we all, we're fans. We watch football. And so we know what we're watching is trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's trash. Very good. Look, I love that. If you, if you go back to, if you go back to, right, if you look at, other than Man U, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal, apart from that top five, those, those, those top big clubs, we've had more title tilts than any other team in this division, other than those five. Other than those five, yeah, yeah. I think, and I might be wrong, and we'd need the stat man really. Uh, I, I wish he was here tonight because he'd be able to tell us. But other than those five, we've been more Champions League um, seasons than any other of those clubs. Okay? And I yeah. might be wrong with Tottenham, but I'm not sure. So, and that's, and just, and, and put that in, into perspective, we've not played in the Champions League just since 2005. But yet we've still had just as many Champions League campaigns as the rest of those Premier League clubs that are still there. So we have a right to think that we that we not that we should be in the Champions League or fighting for the title, but we should have a right in thinking that we're a club that should be fighting for more than just the thirteenth, fourteenth place in the table. We yeah. have a right to yeah. think that because of what we've seen before us. As what we were as younger guys growing up watching the likes of Aspria and, and Les Ferdinand and Alan Shearer and then later on your Lauren Roberts and your Kieran Dyers and your Craig Bellamy's, right? Playing Champions League football, going to Milan, getting into the second phase of the Champions League, just missing out by one goal for a, a quarter-final. We've been there. We've been there. Yeah. We've, we've fought. We've in the last it. 30 years, you haven't, had, you haven't had Villa in there. You haven't had... You, Leeds got to a semi-final or very close, fair play, but it was only once. You only had yeah. one one tilt. You know, you're looking at all the other clubs in there, the Palaces, like you said, the Watfords in the past, all these teams, they've been nowhere near it. So we feel Tottenham like we should be it. fighting for more. Exactly. Tottenham just Tottenham got into it. Tottenham, exactly. So we... Uh, and yes, they got to a final, fair play to them, but... but you know, other than that, their 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 other Champions League you know, seasons weren't great. So we, you know, we have a right of thinking. Yeah, we should be in the top half of the table and fighting for more. And the only reason it's stopping us is our owner. That is it. And I'm convinced that it just. I'm not talking about in particular the Saudis. I'm talking about just when we get, just when Ashley sells the club to whoever it is. It won't be long. 
it would not be long when a new owner comes in, that doesn't matter how much money they've got, whether they're multi, 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 multi billionaires or whether they've got the same amount of money as Ashley or less, we will have someone that wants to put money into the club and it won't be long. That transition would not be long for us becoming a top 10 club again. Yeah. Uh, What what I want to touch on, guys, is uh, the, the squad. Uh, we look at Darlow, who has been championed by a few of our fans uh, to, to make the England team. But then you look at what Southgate said or, you know, over, over the uh, selection time, is that no one is pushing Pickford and his other selections close enough to be picked. And I find that absolutely disgusting. And I do. Um, Funby? I mean... <clears throat> Do I think Darlow should have been in the England squad? Whatever, if if they want, if they don't want, that's I can see that. It's, he's just started. It's eight games. He still has a lot to prove. So I can understand that. It's, it's his first. His only reason he's in goal for us is because Dubraka's injured. So there's a lot of that to play in there. Um, but <laughs> Pickford is not hard to push. So the idea that no one's pushing him is like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care if our players are in the England squad. I'd rather they played for uh, Newcastle. Um, I, I, if, if Callum Wilson, I can imagine Callum Wilson was disappointed for not being picked. And here was a game where he'd want to show kind of Southgate what he was missing. But yeah, yeah no chance. <laughs> no Look, chance. Man, yeah. No, from me, you, you're forgetting as well. You've got to feel sorry for Gareth Southgate. For reason being, he suffers from a, a rare disease. It's called Northeast-itis. So <laughs> any player that plays in the northeast, he doesn't see them. It, it's for some reason like it comes oblivious. He like, gets the blinkers on and he doesn't see them. If they're English, Dutch, German, wh- whoever who's managing, he doesn't see them. So northeast eyes, look it up. It's, no, it's a good uh, thing. No, um, so Fordy, it's unfortunate, bro. Fordy, you're wrong, bro. It's not even northeast itis. It's Newcastleitis. That's what it is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because if, if Pickford was playing for Sunderland right now, even in League One, he'd be in the squad, right? <laughs> if there was if there was if there was anybody, if Jonathan Woodgate in current in current physical condition was playing for Middlesbrough, he'd be in the England squad. Okay, it's an issue with Newcastle and Newcastle only. It's not it's not northeast. I wouldn't surprise me if someone from Hartlepool gets picked up. Or someone nah, the only Durham. one, the only yeah, one, if he was English, would, the only one, if he was English, would play in the in the England side from Newcastle is Jeff Hendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bruce's Steve Bruce's long long run, yeah. Steve Bruce is the illegitimate son, illegitimate son, apparently, <laughs> allegedly. That's the one, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> there must be a clause in his contract that says, "I'll sign for you, man." But I've got to start every game. Jeff Hendry got the same deal as Joe Linton. They must have the same agent or something because God knows how them two stay in the team. I do not know. Seriously, seriously, seriously. All right, but- he probably has a clause here. You know how them players where they get a clause where I have to be the highest paid player at the team? He has a clause where if you get another midfielder, you got to play me up front. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, going back to what you were saying, um, yeah, I don't care no more if, if they play for England. I don't even watch England matches anyway. I know that doesn't sound very patriotic of me, but I don't get excited about England unless it's a real big competition. So I'm not, 
I'm not asked about these friendlies or nation leagues or whatever you want to call them, FIFA leagues. Listen, unless it's something big and it's a big tournament, then I'll be like, yo, Jamal needs to go, John Joe needs to go, Callum needs to go, Carl Darlin needs to go. But in this moment in time, we need them a lot more than England needs them. Like, England have got all of England to choose from. And we already talked about the itis that Gareth Southgate has. Cool. Have that itis for up until the Euros or whatever. And then Carl Darlow can make a, a last-minute dart in. Or Callum Wilson can come in if Harry Kane gets injured or whatnot. But until now, keep them in time said. That's all I'm saying. Because I don't want them to see yeah. be anywhere near. In fact, I don't really want Fraser in Scotland. I, the only one who can go out is Jeff Hendrick for me. Like, listen... If and Joe Linton for the Brazilian. Fumbi, should we go back to Pete's old comment about when he saw Joe Linton play? <laughs> it was after the first goal against Tottenham. We got gassed. Hey, hey I you know. Know. Ronaldo, you know. Name us to Joe Linton. Pete thought, Pete thought, Pete thought Joe Linton was going to be the first one and be the next Ronaldo, bro. And then, <laughs> Pete just wanted to hear, Neymar squares it to Jolinta. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. And I did say that, Iceman. I did. Uh, I saw that goal. I was at a wedding and I saw him score that goal. Obviously, we won the game and I was buzzing. Maybe a little bit too gassed, if I was. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but I, 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 uh, I, just in my mind, I just started thinking, you know what? November's coming up soon. He could get into the. He could get. He could get a call up. He could get his first call up after that goal. He didn't score again for the rest of the season. Though, so it's just with United. You jinxed. The only time you're gonna see Jordan yeah, in a Brazil shop is when he buys it from Sports Direct. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Funnily enough, he had the best chance. He actually had the best. I didn't know he had that header in him. <laughs> yeah, and it still went wide. It went all over. You mean? He still had it in him. It's not Fumbi. like it. Fumbi, neither did he. <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had it in him. It probably came off him by accident. He's like, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, it's the ball. All oh, right, that round thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? What's bugging me is, man's doing hairstyles. But when you scored one goal on a 40 million thing, but he keep that shit low, you know. It's a it's a low cut. That's all you can bring. Man's got the plan with the blonde. What are you doing? Mate, he's he's trying whatever it is to try and get some luck. He's trying to look like players, he's trying to play like players. Listen, he might even get a stunt double to try and play for him. He's trying anything to score goals, but he can't, bro. It's it's, it's painful. It's absolutely painful. And the worst thing is as well, if Callum Wilson is, is out longer than we actually think, oh my god, it's gonna be Joe Linton starting up top. Either that yeah. or his favourite son, Andy Carroll. So, oh, no, no, we've got Hendrix. Hendrix can play up front, bro. I can tell you that. <laughs> we'll see Hendrix up front. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, up front. oh my God. I've seen it all, man. Flipping out. Hey, you might as well get Alan back. Alan, Shira, what are you doing? We you doing? <laughs> right, bro. Just get him back. <laughs> He'd score. He'd grab, grab a goal against Chelsea. No doubt. Um, He'd grab a goal. But um, it looked like it looked like he, he he had a little bit of a strain. It didn't look like it had gone. I think he, I think in his mind. No, no, no. Uh, Callum Wilson. <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest with you. Like the way, because 
I was when I was watching it for about a ten minute spell. He was kind of like trying to stretch it out, and he didn't really do too much running after that for like the last ten minutes before he came off. And I think in, in I think like in two minds, I think it was a strain or he'd felt a little something, and then he didn't want to risk it. And I think he he, he I think that's all it was. I think it, a two week rest. I think it, I think it'll be good to go for Chelsea, but with the way we're playing at the moment and the likelihood of us getting a result, I wouldn't even risk him. We've got we've got big. Chelsea up at the moment. Well, with that, that's it. I mean, with, with the Chelsea game, uh, fair enough. But if you think that when we talked about it the other night, the games that we've got afterwards, you're going to want Wilson firing. So you'd probably want to rest him for that game, just to ensure he's had a three week rest and then he's ready for the next one uh, hey, or the hey. next run of games. Pete, Chelsea's a write-off for me, bro. That's the reason why I was, I was more pissed off at Southampton because remember when we went through that list and we was going through the, the, the next nine games, I looked at Chelsea yeah. and I'm like, nah, write that one off. I know what you're going to say from me. Ah, oh, we do well against Chelsea, but... but no, I'm not saying that no more. I'm not saying that oh, no more. Not, okay, yeah. <laughs> he's not bringing that same energy, is he, Pete? Because before he's like, oh, no. we do well against Chelsea. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that same one this season. Um, the thing is, Bordy, the thing is, Pete, yeah, I reckon we could get a draw against Chelsea, I swear down. Then we will lose the next game. That's my problem. It's not about yeah. us winning Chelsea. It's like we don't have a consistency mode. Like we'll just beat we will beat Chelsea here, and then Bruce will be like, you know, you gotta give me time, and we'll lose the next game to the palace on a totally different sham performance. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah, the I mean you, the the comment that just come up before there, um, does does Dubravka need to earn his place back, or is is his place sound? Uh, I think Darlow's done really well, but I, Listen, I think it's it's always yo, it's yo, always good for me. Darlow's good, but he's not Dubravka. Let's let's not let's not. Just to another question. He's good, but he's not Dubravka good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's. Listen, as soon as the Bravka walks in, like, yep, cheers for yep. keeping it small yep. for me. Yep, cool. Cheers, Darlow. Um, it's either the Bravka or Hendrix in gold. That's all I want to see. The Bravka or Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Hendrix has got enough on his plate already. He already plays centre mid, right mid, left back, lady, biscuit boy, everything. He doesn't need no more. Leave him where he is. big enough for the numbers on his back. I just don't get how <laughs> I he's played like every game this season. Out. I don't get it. And he came on a free. <laughs> and he's played every game. And he's playing for free. This that's how he's playing, bro. The way he's playing, bro. He looks like he's playing for free. Look like he's playing Sunday League, bro. The way he's playing, oh my gosh. I'm like, how is he how is he getting ahead of Hayden? How are you getting ahead of Sir Isaac? Sir Isaac walked into our team alongside Callum Wilson oh, on a good day. No, no way should Hayden be anywhere near that bench, even if he's 75% Hayden. No way should he be on the bench. Hayden should have come on. Huh? He come on. No, should have come Hayden, on to see at the game. Hayden should have started from me. No, no, I mean, Hayden should have come on. If Hayden 75%. If Hayden 75%, you play him to the 60-70 mark, and then you bring on Hendricks to run it out. The whole let's, mistake in our back fence. Let's, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to that England conversation quickly. If we're talking about England internationals, <laughs> right. Hayden yeah. is at the top yeah. of the list. Hayden yeah. 
Yeah. Even I might even be Hayden with Wilson. I was about to say Hayden above Wilson, but I've got to be realistic. I think Hayden more. Yeah. Hayden more because the striker position is very competitive. So I can understand Hayden. why Kevin Wilson misses out. But Hayden, they don't have. They don't have a Hayden. They and don't Hayden's have... only being humble because he's playing in a team where he knows this manager is not going to let. He's not going to show my best qualities. Under Rafa, Hayden will be knocking on that door nicely by now. He would have molded him that into that cleanup guy. Talk that talk for me, yeah, bro. Because Hayden should be in that team. I don't see he no. Be. Declan Rice ain't doing what he does. No, 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 Hayden. Not Hayden. Who who else have we got in England who who does what Hay, uh, what does Hayden does? Kendall. Does Kendall. Endo, yeah, okay, all right, right yeah. Right. But if we're talking squads, he should be in that yeah, squad. Yeah. Squad. Not maybe not team, but in the squad. Yeah. Again, we don't, if you're gonna give me Hayden, uh, Henderson, that's not enough for me. Need more than one. But yeah, yeah. Decan Rice, Deacon Rice as a midfielder is is playing no better than Isaac nope. Hayden. The only nope. the only thing the only thing that sets him aside, or or, or certainly puts the question mark there is the fact that Declan Rice gets more goals. I think if if Isaac Hayden added goals to his game, I think you'd see you'd see Isaac Hayden getting into the England squad because actually uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and the and the stat the stat man would prove it that actually in it over 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 a period of time if you went back say like a year and you put those those stats in there about tackles and and ball retention and all the rest of it, right? Hayden, Hayden would be streets ahead of, of Declan Rice hey, with that, even if he went for this season. Hey, the only thing that gets Declan Rice ahead of Hayden is these bromance with Mason Mount. That's it. Because anytime I see something on social media, them two hugging and all the rest of it, holding hands, listen, I'm done with that. Look, if I want a defensive midfielder, midfielder to do the dirty work, I'm going to Isaac Hayden every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's what I want. I if I want goals, I, I look to my forwards, I look to my wingers. I don't really care for defensive midfielder scoring goals because in abundance, we've got the likes of Sancho and Sterling and Kane and all the rest of for goals. But if you want a defensive midfielder to be defensive and just break up the play and, and distribute it to whoever, Isaac Hayden, man, that's all day long. Easy. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. If you look at the way England set up, they set up with two defensive midfielders. So Isaac Hayden is your man for that. Um, and and you've got him and, and Hendo bombing on in and around each other. They, they they would be well suited for it. So yeah, I mean you're you're right. I mean that's the one position in England where it's actually really really limited in terms of who you pick because they they play players that don't know how to play in centre midfield, and that's why we struggle at times. But look, Hayden's up there. I think Wilson's up there as a striker. I think the way the way in which he plays suits the style that England play. He's fast, he's pacey, he gets in and behind. Ings is the same. Um, I haven't seen enough from Tammy Abrahams. Tammy Abrahams is going to have to leave Chelsea um, if he's if he's going to regularly play and score goals. Because look, uh, with Timo Werner, with, 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 he did he did, but but why was that? It's because how Havertz wasn't wasn't um, wasn't fit, or or he was recovering from coronavirus. So you know, other than that, he he. You know he doesn't get in the team, and he's certainly not going to get the amount of games and the amount of goals that he got last season because he was playing a lot of games last season. Um, so I think he's going to have to leave if he needs to get back into that squad um, on a regular basis. Um, but and Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson will score more goals than Tammy Abraham's this season in the Premier League. I've got no doubt about that. If he stays for it, he'll get double figures, and then Southgate's got an answer, a, a question to answer. Um, because you know, Callum Wilson is is a clinical striker, 
He's a clinical striker. He's hungry. He's at a great age right now. He's got the appetite and he wants to get to the Euros. He wants to play, be playing. So, look, we've got a couple of players. Look, Jamal Nisbell's nowhere near. And there's a few others that we've talked about. John Joe Shelby, nowhere near. Not the right type of players for England. But, but those two, Wilson and Hayden, have got potential, for sure. Um, no doubt about that. Um, but going back to that, so just really quickly, going back to that Dubravka, I know yeah. these boys have had their say. Um, look, Dubravka's our number one. Uh, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. The guy has been doing it since he came in. This is the first time he's missed a Premier League game in, a God, in God knows how, how long. Um, and it was through, through a forced injury. An injury that he came back to pre-season with, that Bruce still made him train with, even though his ankle was bad and he told him it was bad. He still made him train for two days and then made it worse to the point that he had to have surgery. And I don't think that's been highlighted enough. So that's, again, classic Bruce, yeah. right? Um, you know, wheeling his axe again on another player, uh, important player at the club. Um, but look, let's be honest, Dolan has played well. I'm not his biggest fan. For me and, and Ford, he will know that. I don't, I don't particularly rate him. But I tell you what, he's probably had his best form at Newcastle this season, uh, and that's including the championship season. However, that boy signed a five-year contract saying clearly in that contract that he's second choice. He knows his place. He knows he's just keeping that keeping that uh, that goal line warm for, for Dubravka when he comes back, and, and that's just the reality. We want our best players fit and ready to go. So when they're ready... They come back into the squad. It's as simple as that. If we're going to get Listen, the points we need to stay in the league, that's what we want. You're lying, bro. You're lying because we all know during this lockdown period, you've got your Darlo tattoo and, and you, you want to show it off, bro. <laughs> we know it, bro, don't we? Pete Do you got, know what he got his Carl Darlo tattoo and his Carl Darlo matching quilt and his Carl Darlo poster. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, boys, we've got another one. You know the madness? If you look at the first goal, we conceded the yesterday. It was a great shot from, I think it was Chad that took the first shot, I can't remember. But the save Darlow did, not only did he save the ball, he pushed it completely out of danger, which I was like, oh my God, that's impressive. And then Miggy got the ball off, okay, break. But then he gave it back and we, we conceded the goal. But what I'm saying is, if we were winning, let's say we were winning every single game and bossing and playing a great brand of football, I could understand if Dubraka had to fight for his place. But we ain't winning. We are doing whatever. So I want to... So when he's back, he's back. I, I'm not going to miss Dardo. Appreciate the time you spent with us, but I need the Bracker back because I'm that more confident in these games that we're probably going to lose anyway. That is yeah, yeah. Uh, what I wanted to touch on, we've had problems um, with our midfield for quite a while. And, and I, I did come out and say on on probably one of my shows, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or not, uh, I, I says, you know, we, we've we've had problems over the years and then we as fans saw clubs on midfielder after midfielder after midfielder after midfielder and we were all going, why the sign of strike? But now are we, are we seeing why? Because we just can't string midfielders together at the minute, can we? Bruce, we've got some talented midfielders Sean Longstaff was playing great football before, you know, whatever. We've got Hayden there. Shel the thing is this, Bruce has set us yeah. back. Shelby wasn't even getting into our team prior to Bruce coming in. Now he's comfortable with the Hollywood pass and just doing whatever. Um, Hendricks, I don't know what why he's in the mid, 
But it's a it's such a, a weird situation because that midfield was not our issue before. This wasn't our problem. I said that on the show yesterday. Right back was not an issue for us. Now all of a sudden we're playing um, we're playing the strikers at right back. Like what the hell is going on? Listen, Bruce is Bruce is just playing lucky dip with our midfield, seriously, because like you said before from me, Shelby wasn't getting into our team. Rafa wasn't having him. He was on his way out. He was probably going back to West Ham or whatever under Rafa because Rafa saw in him what we all saw in terms of he was ill-disciplined. Um, he lost the ball a lot. Yes, he had. A, he was capable of pull, pulling off that one Hollywood pass um, every other five games or whatever. But again, with Rafa, he wanted work rate in that midfield. That's the reason why he brought the likes of Hayden in. That's the reason why the likes of Longstaff and all the rest of it was starting to flourish. Now Bruce has come in. Bruce has brought him back into the side. And you can even tell by the media that Shelby was there at the start of the season or at the start of last season when he was like, oh, yeah, Bruce is not too bad as it goes. Yeah, because he favours you, John Joe. And all respect to him, obviously, yeah. John Joe then went on a little run and scored a couple of goals and stuff. But is he the future going forward of our team? Not on your lady, man. No, I can't see it. Because we need, we need workers like Hayden. <laughs> I hate to coin a phrase from John Carver. I'm remixing a phrase from John Carr because he said he needed 11 Jack Colbacks. I'm going to rephrase that and say I think we need about five Isaac Haydens and a couple of ASMs and maybe a couple uh, Callum Wilsons and we'll be all right. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's a remix of John Carver, not actual John Carver. But what I'm trying to say is that if Bruce actually had his head on his shoulders, he would actually figure out like, oh, we're midfield heavy, very heavy. We're not got too much going on up top. So Wilson gets in every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. But midfield is our area where we actually need to make sure we get the best out of it. Now, me and Fumbi and Pete have debated all, all the time about can we fit in the likes of Fraser, Almira and ASM. I've said no because reason being, we don't leave ourselves anything on the bench come the 60th or 70th minute if we're chasing the game. And most of the time we are, especially under Bruce. I would like to see all the three of them play, but that means we've got to have extra strength and depth because if one of them goes is missing or if one of them has a shocker like ASM has had quite recently, who do we bring off the bench, Fumbi? Who do we bring off the bench, bro? You know who he is. Your remember, I said to you... If, Your if favourite boy. Remember, I said, though, if we're playing four of them and one of them's having a shocker, I can live with that. It's only if all of them are having oh. a shocker, you have an issue. No, no, no. But like the other day and like previous days, most of the time, if ASM has a shocker, we ain't got no we ain't got no chance. We really haven't. It, it's it's crazy to me, and it shouldn't be like that. ASM is our biggest problem right now. If ASM has a shocker, Almiron should be able to pick up the ball and like you know yeah. what, ASM, you sit this one out, yeah. I'll do it but again. He doesn't seem, tend to, and this is not me. That's down to that's down to you're right, you're hundred percent right. But because none of them has been given a specific role, like this is what you do in this team. None of them know what to do. So all their their mindset is this. When we pass the ASM, he's going to dribble everybody and then we're going to win the game. Yeah. That's, that's how they're thinking. Yeah. Whereas Frazier come on and he was like, I run behind defenders. I'm not waiting for no ASM or no one to tell me what to do. This is how I play football. That's what you should be telling them. I, I keep saying to you, I don't want to see ASM dribble everybody. I don't need it. I needed to see. I need to see him have effective passing and effective thoughts in terms of, I've got the ball now. Where are my teammates? Can I do a one to um, Sean Longstar? Can I lock it long to Miggy? Don't dribble everybody. It's dead. 
he, he I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick of him I'm sick of ASM it's not his fault it's just the way the teams no. are out but I'm sick of him picking the ball upon the halfway line and making a, uh, you know a 10 15 yard jinking run take past two or three players um and, and playing it out wide and then the move breaks down because he's he's done his bit and then and then the other players can't do do their bit what, what the problem with where he's at, he's at right now is that he's easily managed because he needs space to to pick up the ball. But all you do if he's playing in the middle is just just get men around him. So he struggles to pick the ball up, and then he becomes ineffective. That's why he's best out on the wing because out on the wings you can you can play wide, you can create yourself five yards of space to receive the ball, one touch, and then bang. Once he's turned on his defender, he can go. And that's where he's most effective. And, and that's why we're losing the quality that he has now. It, it was a no-brainer on Friday. Ryan Bergen, who's a fantastic left-back for Southampton, wasn't playing. They had a left-back that doesn't really normally play left-back and certainly isn't very good playing down there. So as a manager, your first thought should be, right, who's the player that I want running at that, that left-back who's not a traditional left-back? And it's ASM. And it didn't happen. And it's just like, it, it's just it's just like basic, basic decisions. You've played a centre midfielder that isn't very fast, that isn't very good on the ball, that isn't a great tackler. In that midfield, on his own, with Almiron um, and Sean Longstaff, who are equally not great runners. Well, Almiron's a great runner, but not defensively very good. And Longstaff is better on the ball than he is off the ball. So you've got a real mixed match of a, of a midfield there. But yet you're playing against the likes of Walcott and Gineppo, um, who are quick, who are fast players, that, that, that can run at you. So every time they pick the ball up in that gap, they were gone and leaving Hendrick for, for dead because he hadn't got the pace to catch up with them or to keep up with them. And he hadn't got the defensive ability to nick the ball off them. And that's where Hayden should have been playing. And it was an absolute no-brainer. So it's mistake after mistake after mistake that was happening on Friday. And you could see it within 10 minutes, and that's why we were getting overrun. But going back to the original point is that, look, we had to sign a striker this summer. We had to go all out because it was what we were missing. It was very clear that we could not go to another season with Joe Linton leading the line because it, it just wasn't good enough. And our, our move for Wilson got fast-tracked because Gale then got injured. Um, so we had to get a strike, and we, and we had a small budget. So that budget was, well, Callum Wilson was a significant chunk of our budget. It had to be done. But it was also clear that we needed a midfielder. The problem was, is that we already had five midfielders, but they're all of the same type of player. So you look at Matty Longstaff, you look at Sean Longstaff, you look at Hendrick, right? They're all pretty much the same. You look at John Joe Shelby, there's not too much different to those of the four that I've just said. It's only really Isaac Hayden that gives you something different. We needed another on. box. Yeah, to build on. We needed another box-to-box -box midfielder. Someone like a Diame who we lost in the summer would have been perfect to be sitting in that midfield alongside Isaac Hayden. And you could have them just going box-to-box -box and breaking things up pressing players, making it difficult, and then leave it to the main guys to do business. But we haven't got that. And the reason why we couldn't buy a midfielder was because we, we, we already had five. We already had too many. So one of them had to go. We needed Matty Longstaff, not because he was going to be first team ready, but actually it was because he is a homegrown player. We needed homegrown players within our 25-man squad. That's what it boils down to. It's the only reason Paul, Paul Dummett stood at the club. It's not because of his ability. It's not because he's a Geordie. It's because he's a homegrown player. 
and it counts towards our 25-man register. And that's the key. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's what that's really what it boils down to while we didn't sign uh, a midfielder. But we need one. We had that Sumer um, uh, from France. Uh, I think he plays at Lille. Fantastic talent. Fantastic talent. And, and yes, he rejected it in January. And we're going to go back in for him in the summer. But he, he, was our, he was the closest we would have had to a Diame replacement because he gives you that. 20-odd 20, 20 years old, box-to-box, dynamic midfielder, press is high, good on the ball. He would have been ideal. And, and it's a shame we didn't get a chance to, to boost the midfield. But it's going to be interesting because I think, regardless of the fact he signed a new contract, I think Shelby's going to be out the door. Whether it's in January or whether it's at the end of the season, I think he's the he'll be the first one gone um, because he's got yeah. the least to offer at the moment in our midfield. Yeah, uh, look, looking at strikers now, you know we, we've got Karen Wilson, um, Fumbi's favourite player, uh, Andy Carroll, <laughs> 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 and Jeez. you know we've we've got the likes of Gale and you know and then we've also got the youth as well coming through. Uh, but you know, you look at Jelinton, who we can all see is not that striker who everyone wants him to be. He's just not a that player. Uh, what what would be your take on our forward line? You know, do, do we carry on as a one up front, or do we do we play on as a two? I would say. Um, I mean, I think it's really you can just tell, man. Our club is just not getting no love. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing that we still have Dwight Gale, Andy Carroll in on the books in terms of we've just not tried to move on since for, for a good striker. We tried to go on with Jolinton, 40 million. At this point, we literally have to do what we did with Mitrovic. Just tell him because he's just he's just not going to get any better. He's not a great striker. If Cannon Wilson gets injured, we're screwed. We're in big trouble because we've got nothing going forward. If we play Andy Carroll... You thought the football was bad now. Oh, my God. We're going to be crying after games because he just offers alley-oop football, locked it in the air, knocked down to no one that's around him, and then the other team picks it up and they carry on again. So, striker-wise, it's terrible. We need, we need another investment. Like, I wanted another striker because I just knew we would need more than just one. And so, yeah, that's a position I'm very... I'm not excited about. Callum Wilson's amazing, but come on, man. We should be having at least we had Papi Sisa and Demba at one point. You know, we had Alan Shearer. We had Michael Owen and Martins at one point. We had Viduka and um, Sebastian. What's the French guy we had? We had Bidu- we had ballers in, in that position. And now it's just down to bare bones. Andy Carroll should not be playing for us at all. He should be on the touchline giving us moral support, not getting dressed to play. Yeah. Andy yeah. Carroll should be... Andy Carroll should be our head of flipping party party, party organisation. That's what he should be doing, man. Just getting on it. Like, that should be his official title. He should no longer be, like, uh, a registered striker at the club. It, it, it baffles me. Like, it was nice for the whole sentiment value of things. But, yeah. you know what I mean? It was nice. Oh, yeah, we've got one of our own and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, cool. But can you put it in the back of the, back of the net? Answer is no. no. So, it, it baffles me how we didn't replace or get someone else in with Wilson. It really does. We, again, going back to our conversations, boys, like we've talked about the likes of Troy Deeney getting signed. Again, he would have fit the bill for a couple of years. Until He's not even playing at Watford at the moment. He's not even playing at Watford at the moment. 
You know it's what I mean? Easy, and, and 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 he's a presser. He's he's a bully. You know, if you go back to the West Ham game where Carroll actually did play all right, um, him and him and Wilson up front, what he did, he took the pressure off Wilson, so Wilson could could stretch those defenders, and 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 Carroll could be that battering ram. But you know, he ain't going to do that every game. You know, someone like Troy Dean would, and you know, those would work well together. And it's a no-brainer. It would be no, a no-brainer. Troy Deeney would have, would have been on the cheap. Again, another option would have just done, if he just did the double and just signed Wilson and King. Do you know what I mean? It would have made, that would have made even more logical sense to me, the fact that King, Wilson, worked together, easy fit, Fraser whipping in balls to the two of them. He's done it before, just in, in red and black. Now he's just doing it in black and white. So just little things like that. It makes sense. I know it's a, a big and sizable investment, but again, we're definitely going to come short. I mean, it's looking like it's going to come short now with Wilson going to be out for a while. Dwight Gale, as much as I, I like him, he's not going to have a future at this club. Um, he's just going to sit it out and be on the big amount of wages that he's going to be on. Carroll, as we said before, he's got no hope. And believe it or not, we still got Muto on the books. Obviously, he's out on loan, but he's still officially on the books. So, do you know what I mean? Our, our enforcements are so top-heavy. Before, it used to be we've either got what too much of one area, mainly like defence or maybe even strikers. Now it's just like we've got a, a shed load of midfielders, a couple of defenders, which are okay, which is... Shed load of right-backs. Shed load of right-backs. We've got more more goalkeepers than we have strikers. Kid you not. If you look through it, the Bravka, Darlow, Woodman, yeah. um, who's the other one? Gillespie. Gillespie. Like, we've Gillespie. got more registered goalkeepers that you could throw in as a first choice than strikers because again Gale's out, out alone Carroll's in and off the, the treatment uh, bench so and then we've got Joe Linton so and he doesn't really count as a striker because if he's a striker I'm a striker do you know what I'm saying <laughs> have you man ever been to a sports direct <laughs> I, I might have to mate I might have to get that shirt on behind <laughs> you, mate. have you man ever been to a sports yeah. direct sports direct yeah man um, yeah do I say that out loud or what? Do you know? <laughs> if you've never been to a sports direct year, that's exactly how Ashley is managing our club, like a sports direct, mm -hmm. a low budget trainer uh, uh, sports store. That's how I he's mean, trying look, to cheat Newcastle. Steve, Steve Bruce right now is the general manager. Um, Joe yeah. Linton is is the, the the guy getting the stock out of the, the stock room. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson is employee of the month at the moment. Right, 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 you know right. It's literally you know, like, like, like you can be in the West End, <laughs> but you still know you're getting bargains here. Even though you're in the West End strip, this is the bargain store. That's how Newcastle, that's how he's treating us, like a bargain store. And it's embarrassing because we're not that. We can be so much yeah. more. But you're looking at it like, is, you know what, cheap. This is why, this is what other fans don't understand. And, and it's only really come out in the sort of the last years, maybe the only six, last six months, is that other fans don't see the type of things that we see that actually does to our club. Yeah, you know, you made that um, you made that link, that comparison to Ashley and Sports Direct, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, Andy Carroll's on a zero-hour contract. You know what I mean? He's one of one of them ones, and, 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 and it's true, and it's true, and, and he. He's running our club into the ground. We are. It's already well documented. We have half the amount of staff at our at our club compared to any other Premier League club. 
we have half the amount of staff doing the daily duties and the, the things that a Premier League club and the amount of Premier League staff that should be at a club, we have half that amount. And he is running it on a low budget, low maintenance um, uh, you know, system. Um, and that's the frustrating thing because he, all we're doing season upon season is just limping along. And the fact that we are still considered a bigger club and the fact that we are still a pull is the only thing that's keeping us ticking over. And, you know, I go back to the point is that when he leaves, whenever that is, however long in time that is, when he leaves, you'll see the club just completely transform, literally overnight. It will transform. Because any businessman or woman that comes into that club who's our next owner will look at him thinking, what the hell has he been doing the last 12, 13 years? Because he's just been running it into the ground. It's an embarrassment that he's doing it. And now more and more people, particularly over this, this takeover stuff, are starting to see how badly he's running it with the season tickets and how long it took to get the refunds and all the rest of it. And seeing about the fact that he hasn't communicated with fans, he's done it more recently, but, you know, all through... Is he frozen? Mike Ashley's come in and he's frozen feet. <laughs> can you hear me? I'm, I'm a bat. Hey, I'm a bat. Mike Ashley cut your screen, man. You said too much. Mike Ashley swoops in and is like, no, no slander of my name. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want you don't hey you don't want the smoke you don't want the smoke that's why you don't want it you, you, don't, you don't want it but like he's literally you know he's literally just it, it, the positive thing about six months is that media um and people within football are starting to see what Mike Ashley is all about and they're starting to see what we've been seeing for the last 12 years and he's just winning our club into the ground it's not going to last forever we're not going to keep clawing to 40 points forever he knows it. We know it. This, this, you know, him leaving the leaving the club and a new owner coming in, whoever that may be, needs to happen ASAP. Yeah. Yo, Arsenal are three I mean, down. I'm... Yeah, that's yeah, what I've been, I've been watching that. Sorry. You see what I mean? You know the madness. You what I mean? And that's what all we're asking for. I, we would never do that. We would never do that. We'd they're, sit back and let them express themselves. They're three Arsenal down against Villa. Arsenal could play exactly how they're playing tonight against Newcastle yeah. Yeah, and win 2-0. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, win 2-0 right. and, and we wouldn't even have a shot on goal. It'd nah. be five, man. It'd be five. Nah, we nah, five. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that Arsenal are playing absolutely atrocious, but they'd still win 2-0 and we still wouldn't get a shot on goal on their club performance tonight. I'm not hey, sure about when, when they play back. Against Man United, yeah? Bruce said in his press conference, they'd do that to you. They've not, they've not been doing that all season. What do you mean they'll do that to you? They've not been doing anything all season. They did it Mate, to you. It, it, Bruce just rehashes his same, his same press conferences over and over. I don't listen to anymore because, you know what, I've heard them at some point, whether it, whether it was with us over the last 18 months, whether it was at Sheffield Wednesday, whether it was Sheffield United, whether it was at Birmingham, whether it was at Villa, wherever he's been, Sunderland, I've heard that. I've heard that press conference before. All he does is rehash them. He's got the, he's got them on a the spreadsheet, and he goes, <laughs> mm, "What do I? Which one will I use today? I, I think I'll take that one, just in case we lose. I think I'll take that one if we draw, and I think I'll take that one if we win." And all he does is rehash the same bullshit 
over and over again. I don't listen to him. He don't tell me anything new. He don't tell me anything that I don't already know myself. Or what, or what, or he don't tell me anything that I've not already seen myself with my own eyes. He's, he's, he's no different to us. He's just a fan. He's just a, he, he's just a, well, he's not, and he's not even that because he's not even a Newcastle fan, but he's no different to us. The only difference is that he's got the Newcastle tracksuit on that says SB on the front and that he gets to stand on the touchline and point his finger at people for 90 minutes. That's all. That's the only difference between me and you and Iceman and, and, and Fordy compared to him. That's, that's all. That's the only difference. Yeah, just uh, before we, we wrap things up, uh, Chelsea, the next game. Um, <laughs> Some good I, news, Dom. I, 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 I've not got any hopes for it, but go on, give us a, a scoreline, Funby. You know what? It's a weird one because we've got two weeks to wait for it. If it was next week, you know, I can have a feeling, but I'm just going to be like, I don't, I don't even care about Newcastle. You know, I was in a mood last night. And I was like, why am I in the mood? Then I was like, because Newcastle lost. That's why I'm in the mood. Yeah. So if I come back to it, if I think ahead, right now, the way I see it, I want us to get buried so that I can cuss Bruce again. However, yeah. with my thinking that for some reason, 4D, I do believe we're going to get a draw just because, not because we're good, because Chelsea just for some reason choke at St. James's Park. But hey, if they strip searchers, I won't be surprised. So I'm gonna go one one. <laughs> Look, anything for me, anything under five is a win. <laughs> it could be a cricket score. Literally. It, it literally could be a cricket score. Like that's nah, real talk. It, it, that's what I'm saying, Dom. There you go. It can get ugly. It, it can, can get, get ugly. Like a masterpiece sneaker, bro. Like it can get ugly, but. You know what? Like you said, for me, we probably the thing is as well. We're so inconsistent. We'll probably turn up against Chelsea, nick a last minute winner, and then the the Bruce press will be out. What a masterclass <laughs> by Steve Bruce! And then I'll be tagging everyone. I'll be like, Bruce, know the football's back. And then we'll be like, Oh my God, Joe Linton's probably gonna score the winner. <laughs> and then we'll be like, Oh, oh my God, let's 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 frame his his arms or something like that. And then we'll go back after that to being five defeats in a row. So, we'll look at the Chelsea gamers. Yeah, it's a free hit. Yeah, we'll probably get panned. Or we might get a last-minute winner. It'll be nothing in between. It won't be a draw. It'll be one or the other, because that's Newcastle United. This is so proper. It's a jolly so proper. Um, so, I don't know. It's I'm going to go with two results. Either 4-0 to Chelsea, or one-minute, last-minute goal to Newcastle off Joe Linton's ass. And if I get one of those two... Then I'm an absolute genius, and I should be the next Newcastle United manager. Here's the thing: yeah. before Pete says his scoreline, there's a thing you will know in the first ten minutes. If we're going to get blown out for you, you're going to know that in the first ten, you will know because they'll be two new up by that time. If we're going to get blown out, if we don't, then yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, for me, for me, um, look, it's easy to say we're going to get absolutely hammered, but. It's a weird one because actually against 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 the better teams, we tend to play. We tend to play. Oh, I, I'm going to choose my words carefully. I'm going to say we tend to play better. We tend to do better. What's the reason for that? Is because we don't have the possession of the ball. Is that mm. those better teams? Those better teams come out and attackers 
and they need to score. They need to mm. beat us. They need to put us to the sword. And what what are we good at doing? We're good at doing um, putting men behind the ball. So we'll play that three five two or whatever it is. And that yeah, we'll play whatever that formation is, um, and we'll make it hard for them. And we'll put men behind the ball, and and we'll stop them playing. And we may get to 60, 70 minutes, and it's nil nil. We may nick a goal and try and keep it and try and hold on to it. We may go one nil down and then hold on to that one nil one nil defeat for for the rest of the game. Um, I have no idea, and I always say it, and Fulham's just said it. I have to wait for the first five or ten minutes to see how Newcastle um come out. And I knew on Friday within the first five or ten minutes we were not going to win that game, and it was going to take a huge amount of luck for us to get anything in that game and it was proven right because we didn't get anything and we didn't deserve anything it'll be exactly the same against um, not Crystal Palace Chelsea and then after that it'll be the same against Crystal Palace and so on and so forth so I, I do think that we'll frustrate Chelsea they don't have a great um, record um, against us at St James's um, and look for all their for all their good players, I still don't think they're playing great. I know they beat Sheffield United, but Sheffield United actually went out and attacked Chelsea. And that was their biggest fault, is that they went out and went pound for pound for pound with Chelsea and then got fouled out. And that's why they ended up and that's why that's why they got that's why they got hit for four, ultimately. Um whereas I don't think Newcastle won't do that. Um nah. I, uh, I, like I say, I, I I think we'll lose, but I don't think it'll be by a huge margin. I, so it'll probably be about it'll probably be one nil or maybe two one, um, but I think we'll make it difficult for them because I think we'll just sit sit men behind the ball. Yeah. <sighs> at home, by the way, guys, we're at home. Yeah, I don't, we, I don't, it, that doesn't matter anymore. That doesn't matter anymore. Down the park, down Hackney Marshes, we can still hold fire, brother. It doesn't matter yeah. where we are. We can still hold five. No, just, I'm just saying how we're going to park the bus at home. We're going to sit back at home and let bro, Chelsea put the key on our couch. We'll, we'll find a difference. Bro. Listen, we we'll did exactly the same. In the living room, bro. We, we, we got that handbrake on lock. It's like, eh. We, we, did, it, we did it exactly the same in January. In January, when we beat them, we did exactly the same. We should have been hit for three or four in that game. We managed to hold on and nicked literally last kick of the game winner with Isaac Hayden. Like and, and and we'll do exactly the same again. And um, the only difference is is that we don't have the roar of the fans to back us. We don't have our twelfth man. And in games this season that we've played at home with our twelfth man, with the fans, with fifty two thousand fans cheering them on, we wouldn't have lost three 0 to Brighton. We wouldn't have got beat by that score against Man United. I think if we'd have scored that goal early on against Man United but one up, I think we wouldn't have conceded such sloppy goals after that. I think we would have maybe held on for something, held on for a draw. That's the difference. The fans not being there, um, it literally makes it an even contest at home. It just eradicates any chance of us having any form of, of beneficial favour um, at our own ground. And and that's that's we're one we're one of a few clubs. I think Crystal Palace are the same because they've they've got great fans and get behind them. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, uh, what I'd like to say is, you know, I'm fully behind this, you know, phone a friend movement, you know, with, with Steve Wraith and, uh, and 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 all the all the lads on on the ex players and everything else. 
Totally honest with you, just being on with you three tonight has lifted my spirits. Totally <laughs> honest with you. It, it was Thank you very much, and thanks for coming on. Cheers, lads. Thank you so much, man. Take care, guys. Take it easy. Thanks. Peace. Peace out. Thank you there for Jordy's uh, down south uh, being on my show. Absolutely loved every single minute of that. And it just goes to show how much uh, a good laugh can help um, someone's mental health or, you know, someone's spirits. Uh, so please get behind um, a friend. And thanks very much. Good night. <laughs>